Hey everybody, this is Jimmy Smith, and on today's MMA on Sirius XM podcast, I break down the heavyweight title scene after Cyril Gon's KO victory at UFC Paris on Unlocking the Cage. Plus, RJ Clifford and Anthony Lionheart Smith break down Robert Whitaker's place in the middleweight division and speak to BKFC fighter Ty Emery about her revealing post-fight celebration after her win at BKFC Thailand 3 on MMA Today. Francis Ngannou um, is apparently targeting a 2020, uh, 2023 return. Says boxing goals aren't dependent on Tyson Fury. My ass. I really don't believe that for a second. Anyway, um, so same thing uh, that that Eric Nixick had said. So um, late 2022 is not going to work. He's recovering from uh, surgery he had in March to repair his ACL and MCL. And this is what he had to say to ESPN. This was ahead of the UFC Paris uh, card that was last Saturday. I would like... I would think more like the beginning of next year to return because I'm five and a half months post-surgery and I'm not very strong in that knee yet. Glad I can be honest about that. And see how heavy I am. That's something I really have to consider, my weight and this division and how it is. When I go back to Vegas in the U.S., I think I'm seeing the doctor next week or something like that. So I'm going to have his opinion, and I just need to keep doing the physical therapy. They both have to be in agreement to when I should at least start training just to get in shape. Then we'll be able to consider a fight right in the past seven months i haven't really done anything so i'm very out of shape very out of shape the most i've ever been that's what nganu had to say um eric nixick recently told mma fighting that the team believes early 2023 to be most likely target for nganu's return and they will covet a potential fight against john jones we all know who that is don't need to explain it to you okay nixick said the fight that makes the most sense uh, is obviously John Jones. That's the fight we all want. Hmm. Interesting. So here's the part I don't believe. Everything set up to this point, I believe. I believe they want John Jones. I believe Ngannou's probably out of shape. I believe he hasn't really done much for seven months other than rehab his knee, which he's supposed to do. If he were shredded up, running five miles a day, I was like, dude, he's not taking care of his knee. He's going to blow that thing out again. So he's doing the right thing. Applause for Francis Ngannou. So, um, my career doesn't depend on Tyson Fury or anyone else. My desire of boxing doesn't depend on Tyson Fury. So whether he's retired or not, I'm still going to do that. I still want a boxing match in my career, a few boxing matches. And that's something I'm going to engage in conversations about when it comes the moment. I don't know if that'll be in the UFC. It depends. We haven't had a real talk, but if boxing can happen in the UFC as well, we haven't had the real talk. So let's see how it plays out. I'm open to any option. But what I do know for sure is that I'm going to do that damn boxing. I'm not saying he won't box either way. I'm not saying that. If you are not going to resign with UFC or you're going to leverage boxing for the UFC, you need a big payday looming in order to do that. Tyson Fury is the big payday. If you fight some other boxer, if you fight some other heavyweight mixed martial artist, if you fight some other kickboxer, whoever you might strap on boxing gloves and box, no one is going to make you Tyson Fury money. No one. Period. Now, do I think that boxing match is a joke? Yes. Do I think it's not competitive? Yes. Do I think it's a heavyweight version of uh, Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather? Yes. 
but it would still make him a lot of money. And without that threat, oh, I want to box anyway. I'm not saying you don't want to box anyway, but if it's UFC money versus boxing money against nobodies, if it's boxing money against other boxers that aren't as good as Tyson Fury, and that, Tyson Fury, France Ngannou, is 100% huge. You know how I know it's huge? Guns, are you into it? France Ngannou, Tyson Fury? Oh, absolutely. Yo, probably one of the more exciting things uh, that I've seen in a while if that happens. Hell yeah. See, I think everybody, can, I think the bars will be packed across the United States for that. With people like you. Hell yeah. Yeah, because of people like, yeah. It'll be, it'll be like my friends that don't even follow it be like, yo, let's go and we'll watch it. Right. Absolutely. Right. Go, KOB, did he not make my case? Guns like, yes, yeah, bro. Yes, most did. exciting thing ever. Bar, proper 12 and shots and firebombs and Jaeger. Yeah, 100%. This, I just spoke to You're the target so market. Am I wrong? That Kelly's not here for that firebombs and Jaeger. Like, you sound ancient. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not hip with the kids now? Remember, I don't drink anyway, so I don't know. Is that not the deal now with the kids? Not it hit would with be the kids? car bombs and fireballs. It's two different things. Car bombs and fireballs, right. Because a car bomb is a Jaeger bomb, right, in the thing. In the, the, the thing. You put the thing in the thing. You put the shot in the close thing. Enough. It's close enough. In the thing. It's close enough. Is that, is that what the kids do these days? Okay. Awesome. awesome. Uh. <laughs> I'm from a straight whiskey family, so I have no idea. Anyway. Anyway. So... By the way, did you polish off that bottle I sent you, Guns? Is that, like, just gone or what? Oh, mine? Yeah, that's been done for a while. That's the uh, tequila you said. Oh, I crushed that. I have I no doubt you did. I ripping that. I ordered Guns. Uh, oh, KOBs, by the way, that, that is supposed to be coming to his house. I'm going to check up on that thing. But you haven't nice. gotten it yet because, damn it, you're getting that freaking bottle. So, anyway, um, my point is, for Francis Ngannou to really have leverage against UFC, he needs a big opponent. He does need a Tyson Fury. He does need a Mark. Sure, Anthony Joshua. Oh, it just came in yesterday to your old house? You think? All right, cool. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Try it out. Let me know how it is. Anyway, so here's the deal. is, is He's going to need that counterweight for the UFC. And unless it's Anthony Joshua or Alexander Usyk, and I, I, even those I don't think are as big as Tyson Fury. So the Gunzes of the world will eat this fight up, will make it huge, make it gigantic, and he can have a lot of leverage with UFC. So let's go over the possible options here because if he does make an early 2023 return, which sounds about, you know, sounds about right, sounds logical from everything I'm reading, we need an interim champion in the meantime. Cyril Gon, of course, defeating Tai Tuovasa in Paris, France. Look, the thought process so far has always been Stipe Miocic versus John Jones for an interim belt, which means nothing. It would just be a number one contender belt, but whatever. Gone, looking amazing, as amazing as he did this weekend. Does he change the equation? Here's, here's what I think. First off, uh, this is what Cyril Gone uh, told the UFC on the the post pair the post UFC Paris show, um, I think maybe Stipe or Jones will be next. I'm sorry, bro, but if I have a choice, it's not going to be Curtis Blades. This is not smart. He's right. Curtis Blades is the X factor here. Great wrestler, great length, 
Very good striking. You don't want to fight, but he's not a huge name. He's not incredibly popular. Doesn't necessarily put asses in seats. Just not the guy you want to deal with right now. So here's what I think is going to happen. I think Cyril Gaon's performance last Saturday against Tai Tuovasa, in a sense, one could argue, hurt him when it comes to the interim title picture. Why? I agree that the biggest fight to make, the biggest one you can make, is John Jones versus Francis Ngannou. It's what Francis Ngannou wants. It's what John Jones wants. It's probably what the UFC wants. It makes the most sense. The biggest fight to make. How do you make that fight happen? Cyril Gaon looked so good against Taito Avasa. John Jones wants none of that smoke. I'm not saying John Jones can't necessarily win against Cyril Gaon. I, I haven't seen John Jones at heavyweight. I don't know what he has to offer. But if there's a heavyweight out there as versatile as John Jones... It's Cyril Gaon. That guy can do everything. He's light on his feet. He's fast. Very high fight IQ. Extremely accurate. He looked like, almost like, before, if John Jones had never gone to heavyweight, I would say kind of looks like a heavyweight John Jones. Right? He fights a little bit like John Jones. Not so much with the length stuff and the putting the hands out. He doesn't do that very much. But accurate, smooth, versatile striking. It's what the guy does. So what I wonder about, to be honest with you, um, I wonder if he didn't look so good that John Jones is like, I don't want this guy, I want Stipe. Because if the UFC wants to set up this big John Jones, Francis Ngannou fight, Stipe right now as I'm sitting here probably loses to John Jones. John Jones beats Stipe Miocic. That's not an insult. I think Stipe is the best UFC heavyweight of all time. He's the greatest UFC heavyweight of all time. All-time MMA period, I put him one behind Fedor, but not far behind Fedor. So when you look at it that way, he can beat Stipe, who is a huge name. Stipe, who, uh, you know, with all the disrespect he has gotten from everyone, he's still the greatest of all time uh, in the UFC. And it, it, it might be time to go. 40 years old, okay? Um so when I look at it that way, he can beat Stephen Miocic, put that name on his resume, and get ready for the big fight that everybody wants against Francis Ngannou. If he fights Cyril Ghosn, there's a good chance he loses that. Good chance. And that derails the air quotes, big fight. Cyril Ghosn has time. He already lost to Francis Ngannou. So let's say, for argument's sake, you did put Cyril Ghosn versus John Jones for the interim title, and Cyril Ghosn wins. What do you get? You get a rematch of Francis Ngannou's last fight. Now, it may have a different outcome. It may still be exciting and entertaining. All those things still might be true. But you are just getting a rematch of what we saw last time. The fans want more than that. John Jones has been out for two and a half years. February 2020 was the last time we saw this guy fight. Okay? In a very controversial win, in my opinion, to do- over Dominic Reyes. So when I think about it, it's one of those things where kind of, you know, what are we going to do if you want the big fight, John Jones versus Francis Ghana? You got to do everything to make sure it lines up. And Cyril Ghan right now is the guy who could screw everything up. Everything. 
the better option is John Jones Stipe, the winner, takes on Francis Ngannou. We get a new fight. We get John Jones at heavyweight. And you know, Cyril Ngannou just beat Tai Tuovasa. Three-round fight. Took some shots. Should take a little time off. The heavyweight division is interesting enough that there'll be other fights for him. I don't know if he can avoid Curtis Blades, okay? I, I don't know. Because Curtis Blades is right now winning. He is. Isn't any other way to say it. Curtis Blades is winning right now. And you lost to the champ. Just is what it is. You lost to the champ. Curtis Blades has won three in a row, including Tom Aspinall. And Tom Aspinall is injured. I really thought Tom Aspinall might be the future of the division. He still could be. You know, one knee injury isn't the end of the world. So Curtis Blades has won three in a row. He's earned the right to see if he can fight for a title. That goes through Cyril Gaon. So right now, even though he would like to avoid it, what makes the most sense, John Jones, Stipe Miocic, winner gets the next shot at Francis Ngannou, or the first shot of his return from knee surgery, okay? Then you have Cyril Gaon, you have him take on Curtis Blades, and that's your number one contender. There. Done. Book it. It's easy. And all of those fights are interesting. All of those fights have stakes. I think all of those fights are exciting, right? Uh, Curtis Blades able to take guys down and put a lot of weight on them and all that stuff. Dude, Cyril Gaon ain't bad from the bottom, okay? And he's a big heavyweight in his own right. So I think that's going to be an interesting one. All of those work. Busted Open is your daily home for all things pro wrestling. Join Dave LaGreca, WWE Hall of Famers, Bully Ray and Mark Henry, and hardcore wrestling legend Tommy Dreamer. Dave LaGreca here. From WWE to AEW, Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and more, we talk it all. Whether you grew up watching Ric Flair or Stone Cold Steve Austin, Busted Open is your place for pro wrestling. Busted Open, Mondays through Saturdays at 9 a.m. East on Fight Nation, Sirius XM Channel 156. I do not think that Robert Whitaker is the second best middleweight in MMA. I think twist. he is the best. Mm. I think he is the best middleweight. Plot twist. I think skill set wise, he is better almost everywhere than Israel Adesanya. I think Israel is more effective in some of the things that he does. I think that stylistically, though, there's just sometimes there's those guys that are just kind of your kryptonite. But if you just break down, I think their skill sets versus the other one, I do think Robert Whitaker's better. I really, I really, really, truly believe that. And I maybe, you know what, the listeners might fucking call in and tell me I'm fucking crazy. But just watching him, I like I've watched them both several times live in person. And I just always like, and I again, I don't think he beats him a third time, like in the third fight. But I don't think that Israel is a better fighter than he is. It's weird, right? It doesn't come along that often like that, like those kind of scenarios. I, w- I, would, uh, I would go another way with it. I still think Izzy's the best middleweight in the world. But I also think, and it's weird saying this, considering how popular Izzy is and how the UFC is kind of making him a marquee fighter for them, I think the UFC would be better off with Whitaker as middleweight champion, not Israel Adesanya. Because Whitaker's fights are awesome. Whitaker, Whitaker only has boring fights when he fights Israel Adesanya. Like, Whitaker and Izzy both controlled and dominated Marvin Vittori, but Izzy was happy to coast for 25 minutes with Marvin Vittori, 
while Whitaker just gained momentum. Like what Whitaker did to Vittori in round one, Izzy did that in round one and two and three and four and five. Whereas Whitaker, it just got momentum. It's like, I figured it out in round one. I'm going to kick your ass in round two, and I'm going to nearly finish you in round three. Like, that's the arc of Robert Whitaker fights. Same thing when he fought Kelvin Gastelum, Cannoneer, Yoel Romero, those two fights. Like, those are amazing, awesome, fight-of-the-night type of performances. All of Israel Asaya's last few wins have been pretty boring, unless you run into him face first, like Costa did and Whitaker did. Other than that, he's in cruise control. So it's crazy to think that Robert Whitaker could be a bigger star for the UFC considering Israel Asanya headline International Fight Week. He's going to headline Madison Square Garden. Like, he's their marquee fighter right now in a lot of ways. And yet I still think Whitaker would be a more exciting, better champion. Well, he's definitely more exciting. I mean, I think that's mm-hmm. – there's, there's not an argument there. I think Israel's been more dominant and been in less bad positions. But because he's he's unwilling to firefight, so Whitaker's very willing to firefight, and I think that that's where the excitement and popularity come in. Because Whitaker gets himself into close fights because he's he that's just his personality. Mm-hmm. So like the Romero thing, I'm sure Whitaker probably could have picked a little more and been a little more evasive, and 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 maybe not. Maybe he doesn't have the style to be able to do that with the length and the reach and the the kicking game. The way that they're both heavy kickers, but Izzy's a little bit different. He's a lot of long range, picking at legs, and a lot of movement. So I, I don't know. I, I do think Whitaker's by far more exciting. I think that he's a better finisher. Um, his skill set is more well rounded. He has many. He has many more tools than Izzy does. Mm-hmm. Um, just Izzy's one tool and one ability to to really stagnate the fight and keep it safe for him is just a little bit better. Yeah, long strikers. And Izzy's better always, defensively. Sure. And long strikers have always been Whitaker's kryptonite, right? Izzy, Wonderboy. Yeah. Brian Hall gave him some problems, right? Like, tough matchup for him. Busted Open is your daily home for all things pro wrestling. Join Dave LaGreca, WWE Hall of Famers, Bully Ray and Mark Henry, and hardcore wrestling legend Tommy Dreamer. Dave LaGreca here. From WWE to AEW, Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and more, we talk it all. Whether you grew up watching Ric Flair or Stone Cold Steve Austin, Busted Open is your place for pro wrestling. Busted Open, Mondays through Saturdays at 9 a.m. East on Fight Nation, Sirius XM Channel 156. Sometimes after the bell rings, things go viral. And when it does, we bring one MMA today. Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship fighter joins us now. How are you doing, Ty? Good, MMA. How are you? Awesome. Um, so, congratulations on the win. Cheers. Uh, congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you. Congratulations on being a viral sensation for your post match <laughs> celebration, jumping on the ropes and flashing the audience. I only wish the camera angle was better. We only got like a rear side view. Um, but or we'll maybe the camera angle was perfect. Or, or perfect ma- oh, so you planned it. So you don't want to go full frontal. No, that's just, that's just beneath no, you. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't actually know where all the cameras were. I just yeah. knew that that's where I wanted to go. Cause that's where the crowd was. Was there someone in the crowd specifically that you were trying to flash or was it just kind of a, an overall gift? It was just more an overall gift. Uh, okay. I think, I think for one, like, everyone's a little crazy in this sport and i i feel like yeah. honestly i feel like it was the most liberating best thing that any sort of enabled brat 
could get away with. Really? Like there's no, no one, what is anyone going to say when you win in such a, a technical manner? Mm. Um, what are they going to do? <laughs> <laughs> That's it's, that's, it's, fair. That's, that's, that's fair. That's like, fair. Like, what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> um, does that you? I'm trying to think how to ask this. Did did it have anything? You got to Anthony do with like the, He's very nervous right now. No, I'm just I trying to think how to not ask it like an asshole. That's what I'm trying not to do. Do you want me to ask? No, I'm being an asshole. You're right. As long as you're yourself. Did did it have anything to do with maybe some of the criticism you've gotten in the past? Like, and you see this sometimes with some of the uh, with attractive females that come into like really brutal sports that also try to be sexy while they do it at the same time. Um, was that kind of just a big fuck you to some of them? I think definitely a hundred percent because that's a chip that I've had on my shoulder for for a very long time. Um, I was an electrician by trade, and even back then, I was told that I was only getting things because of the way that I looked um, and. You know, you work in a 14 or 17 hour day beside the set, you know, the same guys who are digging the same trench and you kind of always, you, I guess, yeah, it builds like a chip on that shoulder um, coming into sport, especially when I was coming from football. Uh, I was an all-star defense. I was treated very well. I was always training around very respectable NFL, MLB, NBA level uh, athletes. And so to come in into fighting, man, I was lit up. I was lit up, green lit all the time. And that was just because of the way that I looked and nobody wanted to take me serious that I wanted to do this sport. So, you know, it kind of, you're right. That's, I love that you can even read into like one filtered and one small element of the whole point of doing it was to be like an F you and for, and also like a, yeah, let's go, go power, you know, like a million different things can be symbolized in popping the titty yeah um <laughs> I, I love it i i thought it was fucking awesome like Thank i'm you. a big i'm a i'm a big fan of like just big fuck yous to to haters so it's a multi-level uh, type of it performance is. you know what i mean very layered right. it's like a shakespearean sonnet if you will why why, why bare knuckle i do wonder because there is lots of other combat sports there's mma there's boxing there's uh, there's a lot of other things what draws someone that is super attractive to a sport like bare knuckle? Cause I'm going to be honest with you. I love bare knuckle boxing. I, anytime I it's on, it. like we're watching it here at the house. I get all my friends over, we're drinking beer in the garage. I can't fucking get enough of it. I've been in 50, <laughs> 54 MMA fights. Wow. I, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do what? it. Yes, you could. You can. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I, it's I don't, just I don't like a different so. video game. Like uh, instantly as I was in there, I started being like, okay, you have to calculate power. Okay, we've only got about 20 bullets left. Like you can kind of feel that in your hands. Um, I love it because it just feels so real. It just feels so real. And I guess that's for me what I'm chasing. I also really love boxing and football. And I feel like BKFC is is a better fit for me. I, hey, I'm a blue belt and I love wrestling and I love MMA. Um but there's just something that really resonates with my personality into something like this sport. I feel like this is truly made for me. Um, and as much as I love being able to express myself through jujitsu or through helping some of the guys in their MMA camps, when I was boxing and bare, and bare knuckles specifically, it was the first time I've been so present where I felt like, yeah, like I said, I'm shining. Um, this is this is this is for me. I love it. <laughs> I love it. 
What's been the response? Because we know like it went viral, but for you, from your end, um, I imagine your social media has exploded. Uh, opportunities coming from this. Like, what's what's been the response uh, from from your end the last few days? It's been so positive, honestly. Uh, my Instagram's gone crazy. We're nearly about to hit a hundred k. My OnlyFans has now got a couple of k. Um, I haven't seen or read anything negative. Everyone from around the world uh, is sending me links and saying uh, where where they can find me, how they feel liberated, um, understanding that it's something crazy and already in my personality. Every single person that's known me through my whole life, they're just laughing because they're just like, this is so tired. It just, what the hell? Always more for the laugh, more for the fuck you, and also more for the, like, Liber- the liberation part and the and being free with it as well like the symbolism of that um only fans and fansly are in talks with me um now uh looking at sponsorship for future fights that's pretty cool awesome. um and outside of that yeah just doing some really cool interviews like one with you guys mm-hmm. um over in, in america and i think that's pretty cool too just by being myself you know, there's a lot of new opportunities coming through. So um, I think that can be the best lesson here. So about your OnlyFans, uh, I have I have a little rule here. All right. Um, only right. I'll only support. No clicking off to Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Before church only, never after. No, my, my, my rule is I will only support OnlyFans if. Like I, I put it this way. I will only I, I won't support an OnlyFans where it's just you kind of wearing like lingerie, maybe just kind of like laying around sexy. I need more. All right. So I need I need a real experience if I'm going to. So honestly, this is your chance, but don't lie. What is your OnlyFans like? Is it the kind that I'm going to like lift my nose up to or is it one that I'm going to enjoy? Uh, I really feel like you'll enjoy it because okay. for one, I can do as much violence as the next person and mm. then everybody gets to see the fruits of my hard labor <laughs> and <laughs> presented in a feminine, sexy, beautiful way. Okay. Um, I think for mine, I've also, I've just mostly, it's, it's Instagram on steroids where you will see bums and tits. Um, through the feed and then obviously there'll be a different direct pay-per-view messages um, coming through and to be honest I think people should worship the female body so that's exactly what you're going to get given and give up get out and get served through my only fans so I'm, in, I'm embarrassed right. I'm embarrassed to say that we are an MMA show this is not the first <laughs> so time we've had this this is not the first time we've had this conversation this is a running theme this I've is had, the I've, first time that we, I'm yeah, a this is the first time this you've been here a request you're like I'm only going to spend eight dollars if you do this, this, and this. Now yes. dance for me, baby. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay, sir. There's just too many porno dollars. options out there, guy. There's just way too many options, and I need I need high quality, right? I need I need high quality. I just don't want I I just don't need your Instagram like plus ten percent. Like I need I need I need I need like actual warnings to pop up when I click on it. You know what I mean? Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. Would you like me to just give you a month for free so you're not angry? I don't want to receive any letters in the mail from you. <laughs> Strongly worded letters from my from my PR department demanding higher quality OnlyFans. <laughs> Did you just talk yourself into a free month on OnlyFans? Yeah. What the fuck? How does that have I, only well, RJ? Uh, 
gosh. I feel like that's the safest way to decide if it's a, if it's a quality <laughs> thing worth my investment or not. It's not just my money, but my time. That's valuable, Anthony. You know this. And time yeah, I can I never give back to you, so I would never want to waste it. <laughs> so what, what's, the, what's the encore? Because after a celebration, you got to one-up it. Are you going to, is this like your standard operating post-fight celebration, like Jamie Varner doing the worm or now it's like, all right, now I got to one up. (laughs) No, I feel like this could definitely become a standard uh, procedure of operations after a KOing win. Um, And I don't know, I think being able to do that and then seeing a reflection of having a wave of titties back at me, that'd be pretty dope. Like tits out for tie and just seeing an ocean of titties. Mm-hmm. Like that's a man's best friend. Well, wh- where's your next fight? <laughs> it should be in <laughs> Thailand on the Sanchai card is in talks right now, which is December in Thailand. So if I'm going to write a strongly worded letter, it's it's going to be to bare knuckle to make sure you fight. Because if you're only going to celebrate after knockout wins, I only want you fighting <laughs> girls on like 12 fight losing streaks from here on out. Oh my God. We're just going to fluff up your record. Just, just wheel like them out there. <laughs> like, I want you fighting uh, fighters that Jake Paul looks down on. You know what I mean? Like, that's oh who I want gosh. you in there with. What about just Jake Paul himself? Is well, he a bare knuckle guy? I'm in. I mean, he can I don't be. think he's a bare knuckle guy, though. Yeah. I don't think Jake Paul's the bare knuckle type of fighter. He's too pretty. I think so. Yeah. Oh. I think so. I'm, I don't, I'm trying to figure out how to get this back on the rails, but it's just... RJ it's keeps gone. bringing it back to it's gone. It's gone. It's dislodged. So okay. <laughs> I think it's exactly where we hoped it would be, but that's just me. Uh, Ty, this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on. I will now be following your career more closely because uh, I feel like there's there's more layers to it than just one viral video, and I think that's of how. Wait, hey, I, wait, I do got one more. Okay. So I'm uh, so I'm friends with Kendra Lust. Uh, yes. And That's I need right. to figure out how do, how do I get on your shorts for your next fight? We got to figure that um, out. Oh, easy. In her shorts or on her shorts? Oh, on her shorts. I can send you guys one. Hit me up on Instagram. I can send everything to you. Um, it's funny. I saw when, when your face just popped up, I was like, oh, this is a small world. So I used to train for LFL out at Extreme Couture. And mm-hmm. I actually remember your face out at Extreme Couture. I'm pretty sure you used to train under that gym. I uh, swear. I've been there. Yeah, I've been there before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty good with faces. So that's probably like four or five years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's been a while since I've been in Extreme Couture. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. been yeah, probably four or five years ago. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's uh we'll figure it out. We're gonna get a Lionheart logo on your shorts in your next fight. Right cool. next it's gotta be next to Kendra's though. It's gotta be next to Kendra's. Okay. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> We're making it work. Ty Emery here on MMA Today. Thanks for coming on. Cheers, fellas. Unlock in the Cage and MMA Today are part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Plus, catch Unlock in the Cage weekdays from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern and MMA Today Tuesday to Thursday from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, Channel 156, and on the SXM app. Sirius XM Podcasts.